Thank you for joining us today. My name is Jared, and I'm the worship director here at Leroy United Methodist Church. Today, the message is about ever-changing worship. I personally love music and technology, and being able to mold those two together to further the ministry of our church is such a blessing. Let's send it over to Pastor Matthias to hear his sermon. Well, friends, this morning uh, we are continuing with our series on something new and all of the new things that our God is always up to, all the ways that God is moving around us. And this morning, as we continue the series, um, our scripture reading, we are moving from the Old Testament, skipping basically hundreds of years forward into the New Testament, from the exiles to Christ, and the famous story of the Samaritan woman at the well. It's a story I'm guessing most of us have heard before. It's on every pastor's top 10 favorite uh, scripture passages lists, but this comes near the end of the conversation that Jesus has with the woman at the well. From John chapter 4, verses 19 to 24, friends, listen now for the word of the Lord. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. When most people think about worship, they think about an unchanging constant. We think about worship, or church, or religion, and we think about timeless creeds that our grandparents recited, about traditions and rituals our mom and dad kept, about habits that go back further than we know and which we have known for as long as we can remember. And we aren't the only ones who think that way. You could probably make the case that is how most human beings throughout history have thought about worship. The word religion itself actually comes from the word religura, which means to go through it again. From the ancient world to today, when most people think about worship, their instinct is to think of time-tested, time-honored, unchanging familiarity. It's only natural. I have no doubt that that is how the famous Samaritan woman at the well thought about worship, too. The woman at the well is one of the most well-known stories in the gospel, and her conversation with Jesus is one of the most profound. In John chapter 4, the two talk about everything from ethnic differences to cultural differences to eternal life to how annoying it was to live in an ancient world without plumbing or faucets. 
Apparently even ancients were aware of that as they lowered a bucket to get water. If only we had pipes. And right in the middle of this conversation that runs the spectrum, worship comes up. Now, the Samaritans and the Jews at the time had very different, very distinct worship practices. They each had their own Torah. They each had their own idea about what, <clears throat> what the Messiah would do. And more importantly, they each had their own particular place of worship. As the woman points out to Jesus in verse 20 when she realizes that he's obviously a prophet or something, our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. The Samaritan woman knows exactly what it means to worship God, has clear expectations about religion, and is more than willing to tell you why she does not worship like those folks down the street, or in this case, on that other mountain. Or at least until Jesus comes along and complicates things. Jesus has that tendency. Now, the devil is in the details when it comes to the Gospel of John, so you have to pay attention closely to what the two say in this little back and forth. The woman starts by focusing on the place of worship, the temples, but then immediately in verse 20, Jesus shifts the conversation to the object of worship, from rival temples to the one God. He says, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship God neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Worship is no longer necessarily about an ancestral building or a traditional mountain, but Jesus doesn't stop there. Verse 22, Jesus shifts from the object of worship to the essence of worship, I guess you could say, to what we know and what we don't know. The point is, you're supposed to get the sense that Jesus is building to something as he keeps narrowing his subject tighter and tighter until all of a sudden we hit it. Verse 23, a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers will worship God in spirit and in truth. Worship, Jesus tells the woman at the well, is changing. And while some commentators and some of the commentaries on this passage and some interpreters jump for joy at that thought and that idea, I have to admit I'm with the Samaritan woman. I have a lot of sympathy for someone in her position. I've been in churches when big changes to worship came, and it was not always easy or pleasant. I've Grew up at Wesley, UMC, born and raised on the Apostles' Creed and iconic Charles Wesley hymns. Be thou my vision, and leaning on the everlasting arms will be my favorite church songs till the day I die. And I remember how strange it was one day when Pastor Vaughn said, we have a praise band and a new second service. Someone meets us at the well in the middle of our familiar time-honored routines and says that something as constant, as sacred as worship is changing, and with the Samaritan woman, I can't help but ask why. Why does it 
have to, Jesus, why should worship change? Jesus leaves the Samaritan woman with only two hints as to why this change is coming. And they're both on display in verse 23. Jesus even repeats them again in verse 24 just to make sure the point gets across. True worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. That's it. Worship for this woman is changing because we worship in spirit and in truth. It is perhaps one of the most frustratingly cryptic lines our Savior ever uttered. But after reading several commentaries, all kinds of Bible footnotes, and browsing through every pastor's most popular resource, Google, there are two things that I think Jesus is getting at. Two reasons why worship for Jesus Christ is not static. And the first is this. Worship is always changing because life is always changing and the Spirit of God is always changing with us. Life is not a constant. None of us are the same people that we were 5, 10, 30 years ago. We are always being changed and challenged by new joys, new jobs, new technologies, new family members, new pains, new dreams. This isn't even the same world that it was 5, 10, or 50 years ago. It isn't even the same world it was two years ago. Think about all the changes that have happened since September 2019. The story of our lives, the story of our community, the story of our world is the story of never-ending change. And if our God is going to join us as we are, where we are, when we are, the story of our worship has to be the story of change too. That's a principle that goes all the way back as far as worship itself. Back when the Israelites first started worshiping this strange God called Yahweh, in Exodus 29, God told Moses this, So I will consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar, and will consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. Then... I will dwell among the Israelites and be their God. They will know that I am the Lord their God who brought them out of Egypt so that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. The people needed to worship. They needed a sanctuary, a building. They needed an altar. They needed priests. And why? Because I am going to dwell among them, God says, because I want them to know me and because I want to be with them in all they are going through now. That's the thing about worship, about this bizarre thing that we do every week as Christians. We don't just worship because we want to praise God, to seek forgiveness, or to be a community, but we worship because in worship, Our God is drawing closer to us. Worship isn't just the act of us trying to get closer to God, but the act of letting God get closer to us to give us something new. 
Worship is about us getting closer to God because God has chosen to come and join in our life, and our life is always changing. So the God who is with us is always changing with us. For the woman at the well, there was a time when ancestral temples on traditional mountains was the only place where you could worship, but times were changing. The temples wouldn't always be there. In fact, both would be gone a matter of years after Jesus spoke those words. So the Spirit of God was coming out to find the people wherever they were. For all of us, there was a time when we only worshipped God in the church building. Then COVID came, and to our great surprise, we found that God wasn't just here in the sanctuary. God could come and find us in our living room, in our office, in our car as we listened to a podcast. Worship for the woman at the well was changing. It was changing for the frustrating reason that her life and her world were changing, but also for the miraculous reason that our God chooses to change with us. So God can always dwell with us whatever comes. There is no change you can experience that can ever keep you from our God. That's the first reason Jesus says worship changes sometimes, because the Spirit of God is with us even when our lives and our world change. And the second reason is worship always changes because the world changes and the truth of Christ is always calling new people. I know that may sound really mystic and vague, but that's what truth is means in the Gospel of John. It's strange, but the truth that Jesus has to give is Jesus. Christ is the truth at the heart of our worship, the truth that remains the same in every generation, the truth that changes everything in every life, and the truth that goes out to find new brothers and sisters and invites them to come and find new living water. The miracle and truth of our faith is eternal, but is constantly speaking in new ways to new people in ways they understand. Do you know why churches first started putting stained glass windows in medieval church churches? It was because most people who worshipped at that time couldn't read. So the church came up with new art and new ways to tell the truth of Christ to new believers who were coming. Do you know why Charles Wesley started writing all those hymns that we love in the first place? It was because in the 1700s that was the best way to help people remember the truth that God loved them. And do you want to guess why we use podcasts, QR codes, Facebook, cameras, live streams, and slides today as frustrating as technology can be? The technology and culture has changed. The motivation never has. The writer Sally Morgenthau put it best when she wrote, the reality is we get God in a form. 
God recognized this by sending Jesus in a form, in a particular culture, gender, and time in history. We recognize the infinite in a form, and those forms change. They change with language. They change with our experience, and they change as the world changes. The way we worship needs to be changed. And it changes because our God, because the truth of Jesus is always reaching out to touch just one more life. In every age, in every technology, in every style of music, in every culture, every language, every disaster, every disease, in everything that this world has to throw at us, and in all the twists and turns our lives might take, we worship because the truth of Jesus Christ is always there inviting us to come and find the joy of living water and to invite that stranger beside us to come and find new life with us. When most people think about worship, they think about an unchanging constant, something that we go through again and again. But the good news in this turbulent and ever-changing world is that's not entirely true. When the Samaritan woman met Jesus at the well, she wasn't just confronted with new life, but with a Savior who always gives new ways of worshiping the Spirit of God that is always there for us, and the truth of Christ that always invites us. And yes, that must have been difficult for her. It can be unnerving and uncomfortable, to say the least, when things change. But the miracle is that beyond that nervousness, beyond that discomfort, beyond that fear of what might be lost, is the miracle of what God keeps the same and the hope of what God has to give. The world shifts and our lives change, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, but in every change, the Spirit of our God is always there, moving with us, and the truth of Christ is always there, calling out for us to come and find new grace at the well. And thanks be to God for it. Amen. And friends, before we pray, as we end the sermon, as I... As I mentioned when we started this sermon series, this series is a little bit special because each Sunday we have something new that we get to share with the church family. And as you probably guessed this morning, it is about worship. Uh, <laughs> it's a good hint uh, when it's all about the sermon. So as you can probably already tell, uh, we have already, we're already playing with a number of changes, trying a number of new things with the worship service. And the reason for all these changes is we hope to try and always keep finding new ways to bring you just a little bit closer to God in this place and to make new brothers and new sisters feel more at home while they're with us. Uh, we have shifted from passing the mics during prayers of the people because while that can be a great opportunity for us to share, it 
does have the downside we've figured out of making visitors feel like outsiders, feel like they might not be part of the group. So instead, we have a new text number and new cards. Uh, and whoever you are, whatever you're going through, we invite you to share your prayers, and we will be praying with you throughout whatever you may be going through. We have new sermon note cards and new sermon pads that are actually on the way uh, for you to take notes during messages and a QR code for you to see all the notes. We're trying new songs. We're messing with the lights a little bit. We're trying new communion techniques techniques, all sorts of things in worship. And starting in November, we are starting a new second service. We're going to take a little bit of time to get ready for it. There's no need to rush, but in November, our 1030 service is starting again, and it will be just a little bit different than it was before. It will be something like a, a blended service, more than, I guess, a traditional service. We may need to pitch the old terminology that we got used to. Uh, the second service, there will be classic hymns that we all grew up with and praise songs uh, that we hear today on the radio. So for those of you who enjoy both classic hymns and praise songs, 1030 will be uh, the service for you. And we're also brainstorming other ideas to always make the service more engaging, more inviting, more welcoming. And we are making all of these new changes for the simple reason that we believe our God is still speaking in this place. God is not done with Leroy UMC by far. Our God is always calling on this church to share good news and is always calling new brothers and sisters to come in and find grace with us. And we are excited, we are hopeful for those new brothers and sisters, for that grace that we have and that grace that will always be there for us. And friends, with that joy shared, I'd invite you to please pray with me. God of our ancestors in every turbulent century and every uncertain era, you have always come down from the mountain to dwell among your people. You have given us timeless words, prayers, and creeds to guide us. You have taught us beautiful songs and hymns to inspire us. And above all, you have given us grace and truth and taught us how to worship in every changing age with them. So Lord, be with this church family. Be with this people and in the changes that we face, changes in our daily lives and in our world. God, give us the strength. Give us the joy. Give us the confidence and the hope to move and change with it, knowing that your spirit will never leave us and your truth will always call us. Lord, let this church family grow and be built up that new generations and new brothers and new sisters may find your grace in this place tomorrow. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And finally, friends, as we continue to worship, I would invite us to continue to worship at this time through the gifts that we bring. And I would invite us to give not just because we have to, not just because it's an obligation or an expectation. I would invite us to be generous each Sunday because we are called to be Christ's hands and feet in this community. 
We are called to help those in need in this place. And I can tell you from experience, the offering we take each Sunday does just that. Just, you don't need a whole story, but just this past couple of weeks, the a part of the offering we took helped provide meals and a hotel for folks passing through and folks in our community. So I would invite us to give as an act of worship and service to Christ. And this month, our special joy offering is going to the Faith Second Chance Store. Uh, it's a ministry here in town that our church has supported for a long time. They give clothing, resources, all kinds of things to folks in our community uh, who could use a hand. So you can give either uh, by text message, again, we're getting fancy with technology, uh, or the offering plate in the back. But friends, let us... Again, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. If you want any notes on today's sermon, you can head over to LeroyUMC.org and click on worship. I pray that God blesses you throughout the week. Go in peace.